Hi, Catherine Free here with God's Love Song Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me. I am so excited about the word that God has for us today. As a matter of fact, we're going to go and we're going to join a live um, online Bible study that I was doing. So I want you to go get your Bible, go get your journal, go get your pen, go get your highlighter, get whatever it is that you need so you can be fully engaged. Be ready to participate in the conversation. Be ready to receive revelation. Be ready to receive impartation in the name of Jesus. But most importantly, bring your expectation and bring the supply of the Holy Spirit that is within you. That's how you'll get the most out of it. Amen? Amen. Let's go join the Bible study, shall we? All right. So this year, the Lord gave me, or for this year, the Lord told me that 2020 will be the year of perfect vision. And I know that sounds cliche. You know, you hear that. Um... And so I was like, okay, Lord, you know, give me some more because this is going to be like, you know, some typical thing that somebody would come up with. But no, this is what God was explaining to me. He said it's the year of perfect vision. And when he said perfect vision, he was not he was not saying that we would see perfectly. But what he was saying was that his vision for our lives would come to perfection and we would experience his perfect vision vision for our lives. Amen? Okay. And here lately, I've been hearing people say, 2020 is not perfect vision. 2020 is hindsight. And there is a saying, right, that says hindsight is 2020. And I looked it up, and that's not some scientific fact, you know, like from the AP, the, the, the optical people. That's that's a proverb. That's something that man made up. And what does man mean when he says that? Hindsight is twenty twenty. They mean, well, I went through this situation. I didn't understand it when I was going through it. But now that I'm looking back on it, I see lots of things I could have done differently. I see lots of things I should have done differently. In other words, they didn't have the perfection of the vision while they were going through that situation. It took them going through that situation and having to look back on it. And the reason that proverb came into being is because they missed it while they were going through, and they didn't see it correctly until afterwards, which means they missed out on some things while they were going through the situation. Okay? Yeah. Hello? Okay. And so yeah. and that's not what God wants for us. The God doesn't want us to be going through, and I'll just use this as an example. He doesn't want us to be going through this catastrophe of the coronavirus and missing the point while we're in it. He doesn't want it to be over and done with, and we look back and say, oh, man, I could have used that time to spend more time with God. Or, oh, yeah. man, God was trying to talk to me about this situation, and I was too busy being depressed or I was too busy being bored or I was too busy. He doesn't want us to miss the point while we're going through it. He doesn't, he's not talking about 2020 vision is hindsight that we'll get the point much later down the road. He's saying, I want you to have the perfect vision now while you're going through it. So with this 2020 vision, with this perfect vision, it's going to require us allowing God to take us places that we've not been. Yeah. And it's going to require our total dependence on God. 
And what does that mean? That means we can't rely on ourselves, you know, like, okay, I have driven around this island all this many times. I know where I'm going. Don't, don't, I, I know where I'm going. I can get there. But then Miss Lynette says, well, Sister Kay, I want you to follow me. We're going to go to the post office. I want you to follow me. And so I'm behind her in my car, and she turns off somewhere where I wouldn't ordinarily turn. But because I already know how to get to the post office, I keep going my way. Well, guess what? I miss out on the new things that she wants to show me. I miss out on maybe a shortcut or a safer way or an alternate uh-huh. way in case the road gets closed that I'm used to taking. So what God wants us to do is to let go of our reliance on what we know and put our full reliance on him so he can show us new things, so he can show us new ways to go. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay, and so I am going to turn in my Bible. It's here in the letter, but I like it when we, I always say, I like to bring my own sand to the beach. So I'm going to turn in my Bible to Isaiah chapter 42, verse 16. Okay. You all are welcome to do the same. Isaiah 42? Yes, chapter 42, verse 16. Okay. And let me know when you have it. Uh, have it. Have it. Okay. So it says, who would like to read that? And I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. These things will I do unto them and not forsake them. Amen. Amen. And so here he says, I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. Now, let me define this word blind. Of course, we know blind people who cannot see. But spiritually speaking, people cannot see for different reasons. There are some people who simply choose not to see. These are people that you can come, you can preach the word to, you can teach the word to, you can minister to them, you can, and they just refuse to believe the truth. These are people who choose to be blind. And there's a scripture that says, you know, this gospel isn't hidden from anyone except from, from those whom the God of this world has blinded in their minds. Uh-huh. So for those people, we need to pray for deliverance. But that's a whole different lesson. So I'm just letting you know there are some people who are blind because they choose not to see. But then there are some people who are blind simply because they don't recognize what they're looking at. Okay? Um, Like, let's see. What are some things? People can, I mean, they can be looking at it as plain as day but they don't recognize what they're seeing. Um, All I can do is refer to a TV show I was watching one time. It was about this lady who was a judge and her mother who was a social worker. And the judge was trying to figure out a case and 
all she had was a poster, and the poster had butterflies on it and things like that, and it looked like it was to a party, and the judge was trying to figure this thing out. And her mother, the social worker who, deal, who deals with the people a lot more, she came walking by, and she was like, oh, yeah, that's right. There's a new brand of ecstasy that's out. You know, ecstasy is a drug, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the judge said, what do, what do you mean ecstasy? Why are you talking about ecstasy? And her mom said, oh, well, those butterflies, that's what those butterflies mean. So her mother recognized it because she was familiar with it. The judge was not familiar with the symbolism and the code, so she's looking right at it, but she was blind to it because she did not right. recognize it. Okay? Right. That's a nice, yeah. And so that's how some people are with with. Well, that's how, this is what God is saying. He's saying, I'm getting ready to lead you in unfamiliar paths. I'm getting ready to lead you in places that you don't know. So there are going to be things that you don't recognize. But I'm going to lead the, I'm going to lead you down these paths. And I'm going to turn the darkness into light before you. Mm-hmm. Darkness represents ignorance. It represents not knowing. Mm-hmm. Light represents revelation and spiritual knowledge. So God is saying, I'm going to take you some places you haven't been. I'm going to lead you there, and I'm going to turn the things that you don't know into things that you do know, because I'm going to give you my revelation. I'm going to give you spiritual understanding about these things. And he says, um, I will... um, Light before that, make the crooked places straight. In the Amplified Bible, it says, I will make uneven places into a plane. In other words, those places where it's easy to get off balance and it's easy to fall and it's easy to stumble, he says, I'm going to make them into a plane. He says, I'm going to make them nice and flat for you so that you can be sure-footed when you walk, so you can go straight through without stumbling. Uh This is how much he loves us. This is how much he loves us. He says, I have determined to do this for you. I will not leave you forsaken. He in his sovereignty has decided to do it. It's not based on anything that we have done. There's nothing that we've done so right. He says, oh, yes, they deserve this. I'm going to give them a bonus and show them, you know, some, some, some other, give them some other insight. And there's nothing that we have not done where he says, oh, they just keep missing it. They just keep falling. I just need to pick them up. No, 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 no. Simply because he loves us. Simply because he wants the best for us. Simply because he knows the good things that he has for us, and he wants us to have complete and total access to them. God does not hide things from us. He hides things for us. And the only way we can get to it is to seek him because he knows where they are. And so what a privilege it is. Okay, now I have to stop because this is my favorite. James chapter 1, verse 17. James chapter 1, verse 17, out of the King James. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of light, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. That's right. Amen. And 
And what that means, he's the father of light. <laughs> he is the father of light. Light, again, we're talking about spiritual knowledge. We're talking about revelation. And when somebody is the father of something, they're like the originator of it. So God is the originator of revelation. He is the creator of revelation. He has all the revelation there is to have. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of light. Every good gift. God is good, and he has nothing but good for us. So yes. his gifts are good. And every perfect gift, the perfect gift is the gift that does exactly what it's supposed to do. So, like, you know, some people are believing for a spouse, believing for a spouse, believing for a spouse, and they finally get this spouse, but then they allow this spouse to draw them farther away from God. Uh -huh. That's not a perfect gift. The spouse in and of himself is not a perfect gift, but that spouse that God has sent to be your life partner, to help to draw things out of you that need to be drawn out and, and plant things in you that need to be planted and you all draw closer to the Lord and so you draw closer to each other and you reach your kingdom purpose together, that's a perfect gift. So we're saying every good gift, God is good, he only has good for us. Every perfect gift, he only has perfect gifts for us. Everything that he has for us is going to accomplish exactly what he wants it to accomplish in our life. It yes. comes from above, from the Father of light, from the originator of revelation. He gives us the revelation about how to access these things that he has for us. He doesn't hide anything from us. He hides it for us. And as we wow. seek him, he gives us the revelation on yes, how yes. to obtain that good gift and that perfect gift that he has for us. And there are so many of them. The kingdom of God is full of them. In Luke chapter 12, verse 32, it says, Fear not, little flock, it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So everything that is in the kingdom belongs to us. And as we okay. seek him and allow him to lead us, then we get to, to gain access to those things that he has for us. Yeah. Another part of that verse in James chapter 1, verse 17, it says, in him there is no, no um, shadow of turning, no variance and no shadow of turning, right? Yeah. No variable or shadow of turning. Well, in, um, there's a mirror translation of the Bible. And in the mirror translation, it says that he does not obstruct. He does, hold on, just hold on a minute. I want to pull that out and read it to you. Because this is it's just my favorite. Okay. James. Okay, James 1.17. It says, The Father of light, with whom there is no distortion, or even a shadow of shifting to obstruct or intercept the light. He does not, he's not going to move in any kind of way that's going to accept even, that's going to intercept even a sliver of the revelation that he has for you. And it says he doesn't have a hint of a hidden agenda. He's not going to do anything to try to hide anything from you, but he's going to maneuver himself 
so that you can receive all the light, all the revelation, all the spiritual understanding you need to get everything that he has for you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Goodness, how much he loves us. That is just so wonderful. And so back to our scripture in Isaiah, okay? God is saying, I'm going to bring you... And I'm saying the blind because we're going in unfamiliar paths and there are just things that we can be looking at and still not recognize. I'm going to bring you the blind by a way that you know not. You're you're not blind because you refuse to see. No, you're blind because you're going to unfamiliar places, walking unknown paths, and there are things you have not learned yet to see and recognize, but I'm going to show them to you and you will have perfect vision. You are going to see exactly what you need to see in the moment that you need to see it, and you're going to have the revelation knowledge of what to do with what you see so that you can receive the good gift and the perfect gift that I have waiting for you there. Amen? Amen. Oh, my goodness. Praise the Lord. You guys, I have to tell you, this is coming straight from Holy Ghost. He's taught this to me in so many different ways, but it's never come out this way before, so I am so excited. Amen. Amen. So he says, so do not fear. I'm going to lead you in paths that you have not known. Indeed, it is I who have brought you to these paths. Now let me make it clear. God does not bring sickness. He does not bring destruction. He does not bring lack. He does not bring any, he doesn't have anything bad. None of that is in heaven. So he can't send it down here on earth. So we know if it doesn't come from God, it comes from the enemy. The enemy. He cometh but to steal and to kill and destroy. But I, Jesus, have come that you might have Life. life and that you might have, have it, it more abundantly. abundantly so even in the midst hallelujah even in the midst of all of this that's going on and i'm talking about the coronavirus right now, and everything that's streaming from it you know people losing jobs or having to stay home or having to whatever yes even yeah. in the midst of all of this whew, the enemy comes for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Have it more abundantly than what? Have it more abundantly than even the effects of when the devil came to steal. Have life more abundantly than even the effects of when the devil came to kill. Have life even more abundantly than the effects of when the enemy came to destroy. So in the midst of all of this, with all the negative things that are going on, we still have the ability and the grace to have more life than all of that put together. The Bible says that where sin did abound, grace much more. Grace did much more abound. So even with the abundance of sin that is present, or sickness, or death, there is more grace than all of that. And God wants to show us how to access that grace and live that grace in the midst of what's going on. It's in the darkness that the light shines the brightest. Amen? Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Yes. Amen. All right. So God is saying, so when you look, oh, wait. So indeed it is I who have brought you to these paths. God has put something in each of us that has prepared us for this moment. It has prepared us for as bad as it looks. God has been ministering to us. He's been growing us. He's been developing his fruit within us. He's been everything that has happened in our lives, everything that we are, has prepared us for this moment. God knows what he's doing. And so he says, when you look and you find yourself in unfamiliar places, do not fear. Do not fret. I am going to make darkness into light before you. I am going to shine the light of my revelation on things that you do not know, so that you will know what you did not know before. I have determined in my sovereignty to do this for you. I have determined to do this of my own free will because I love you. Hallelujah. Not because of anything that you've done or not done, Simply because I love you and I want to do this for you. And then he's so sweet. He asks us, will you receive? Will you learn of me? Yes. He's such a gentleman. He's not forcing himself on us. He's saying, I have to Just do you want to receive? And then he says, there are new places I want to take you. Let go of your dependence on what you know. The knowledge you have is good, and there's a place for it, but if you place your dependence on it, you will hinder yourself from going where I am trying to take you. Place all of your reliance on me. Do not fear, for I will not, will not forsake you. Hallelujah. And I Amen. Amen. I thank Amen. God for this word because he gave this to me and this went out in January. He gave it to me before January. But it was like the end of January and February that I, I felt so alone. I, didn't, I don't care how much I read the Bible, how much I prayed, how much I sang praises. I felt all alone. And he brought this word back to me. He said, I will not, will not forsake And so I had to choose not to be moved by what I felt. I had to choose not to be moved by what I saw with my natural eye. But I had to choose to be moved by what I believed, and I believed the word of God. And this word that I'm speaking to you right now, the scripture was Isaiah 42.16. That's called the Logos word. That's the written word. And this that I've just read to you and I'm expounding upon is called the Rhema word. This is the word that came directly from the Holy Spirit based on the Scripture. And so this is still the word of God. So I'm choosing to be moved by what I believe, and I believe this word of God. Amen? Amen. So going through... As we're going through, you know, the challenges that are coming with the coronavirus, I'm going to tell you, um, I'm just going to, okay, let's turn to um, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. Okay. Okay. 
Who's going to read it? The blessing of the Lord is made rich, and he abideth no sorrow with it. He addeth no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord, it makes rich. And as children yes, of God, no, to no sorrow with it. Yes. The blessing of the Lord, it makes rich. And as children of the Lord, we have the blessing. Okay? Amen. I'm saying that on purpose. The blessing. We enjoy blessings. We enjoy our health. We enjoy our family. We enjoy God's provision. Those are all blessings. But we have the blessing of the Lord. And it is the blessing that provides all of the blessings. And so when we have the blessing or when we walk in the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich in every area of our lives, in our soul, which is in our mind, our will, and our emotions, in our physical body, in our finances, in our relationships, in our spiritual walk with God. The blessing, when we are walking, we have to obey it. The blessing is on our lives, but only when we walk in it does it make rich because it's just like somebody can have a glass of water sitting there, but it's not until they drink it does the water quench their thirst. Mm-hmm. So the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich. And when we walk in it, we experience that richness. The rest of the scripture says, and he adds no sorrow with it. He, God, has no sorrow with his blessing. Glory to God. Glory to God. To Jesus. And so when we're talking about, (laughs) I've got, okay, he has no sorrow with it. So you know what? For the people who say, God gave me this sickness to teach me a lesson, number one, sickness is not of the blessing. And number two, The, 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 everything that comes with sickness is sorrow. So he can't mm-hmm. have that sorrow and call yeah. it blessing. That's not yeah. the way of our God. Amen? Amen. Exactly. Okay. And so now, um, I'm going to try to go back to where I was. Even when we're, I'm talking about the coronavirus and all these things that are happening, the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich. And so in the midst of all this darkness, if we choose to focus on the blessing of the Lord, we choose to focus and walk in the blessing of the Lord, then we're going to experience richness. It doesn't matter what is going on in this world. And what is the blessing of the Lord? In this situation that I'm talking about today, it's this word that he's having me to minister to you. When the Lord gave me uh, Proverbs 10.22, he showed it to me like we're sitting in a dark theater. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, everybody's waiting for the performance to start. And then all of a sudden a spotlight comes on and it shines on the stage. And the the spotlight is shining on the person who's getting ready to perform. Mm -hmm. Well, God showed me that that spotlight is the blessing. And the blessing is going to shine a spotlight on that direction that God wants to give us. And when we follow that direction, 
then we're going to experience the richness that comes from the blessing. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. And so this is a time to master your focus. This is a time to focus on the blessing. And like I said, for the purposes of this message today, the blessing is this word. Let God lead you down unfamiliar paths. Don't depend on the knowledge that you already have. No, yes. Put your total reliance on him. Because the blessing makes rich, and God adds no sorrow with it. So even when the directions he gives um, look unorthodox, or they look, God, this is too hard, or God, this is too scary, or God, he is not going to add any sorrow with it. You can just look forward to being blessed. Hallelujah. It doesn't mean that you're not going to go through persecution um, or affliction. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers out of them all. You are going blessed. And people are watching you. And they are going to see the blessing, the blessing on your life. And they're going to see the richness. And you're like, how is it that you have so much peace? How is it that you're so joyful? How is it that you're not getting uh, stir crazy? How is it that you're coming up with all these new brilliant ideas? How is it that you're getting so many connections with people? How is it that they're going to see it and they're going to want to know how they can get it too? And then you can speak to them about the goodness of the Lord and the salvation of the Lord. Amen? Amen. All right. So um, just by way of wrapping this up, um, one last scripture. Let's turn, it's very familiar. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 3. Okay. And we'll okay. verses 5 through 7. 5, five seven. You want the King James Version? I'm sorry? You want the King James Version? Yes, yes, please. Yes. Okay. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord, and God from me. Amen. 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 This is total reliance on God. Yes. This is, I mean, and we say it, lean not to thine own understanding. Trust the Lord with all thy We say that. Yes. But then, <laughs> but then when it comes time to implement it, and now, um, I'm sorry? I say we don't. We don't. We don't. Right, and 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 it's not because we don't love the Lord. It's not because we don't know that we're supposed to trust. But sometimes I think it's just easier and safer to depend on ourselves until we get to that desperate point where we realize there is nothing I can do about this situation. I know. And that's not, God doesn't want to be our last resort. He wants to have First place and supreme authority. It's like, okay, this situation came up. All right, Lord, what does your word say about that? 
all right, since this is what your word says, I choose to be in agreement with your word, and this is the only word that's going to come out of my mouth. Well, people say, oh, my gosh, um, you're going to get so sick. Oh, no, by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. I'm already healed. Sickness can't even stay if it comes. It can't stay. I'm yes. healed. Yes. Amen. Oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm just... Uh, how are you going to make it? You're not working. You're not getting a paycheck. Oh, but my God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. It's Jesus. And you, yes. you let those words come out of your mouth and you keep, and if, you, if you're just saying them because it's the thing to say right now, good. But keep on saying them and saying them and saying them and saying them until you become fully persuaded of it. Because it's at that moment that you become fully persuaded that the next time you say it, it comes out of your mouth, it comes out of your mouth with power, and you begin to see manifestation. Amen. We have to Amen. become fully convinced and fully persuaded of his promises. Yes. Miss um, Lynette. Yes. Would you mind reading um, that Proverbs again, but this time in the Amplified? Um, and I might interrupt you as you read. But um, starting at chapter 3, starting at verse 5. Lean, <coughs> lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. Okay. So now remember we just talked about Isaiah 42.16, where God says, I'm going to turn darkness, I'm going to make darkness into light for you. And he's going to do this by shining the light of his revelation, giving us his insight. Oh, my gosh. Can you have any better insight than the insight of God himself? So let's put our insight down. Let's put our understanding down. Let's upgrade. How about that? Let's upgrade to God's insight. Let's upgrade to God's understanding. Yes. All right. Verse 6. In all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him. Okay. Okay, hold on, hold on. All right. So again, going back to Isaiah 42, 16, he says, I'm going to lead you down unfamiliar paths, down ways that you know not. But if you're going that way, isn't that still one of your ways? Yeah. That's a way that you are going, even though it is unfamiliar. Right. Yes, it's true. Yes, so even in this way. I'm sorry, go ahead, Sister Norfolk. No, I was saying, that's how you were telling me, you know, the way with when you see Sister Lynette, we're going to the post office and you continue your way. Yes. You know, your thoughts. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really, really tight in there. Right. Yes. Yes. And so even in our unfamiliar ways, and you know, yes. this is the funny thing. When we're going in unfamiliar ways, that's what we choose to depend on ourselves the most. It's like maybe because I, I don't know why we trust ourselves to get ourselves out of trouble, but at least that's the way I know. If I haven't been there before, then I just, for whatever reason, seem to think I know best and... Maybe because as humans, we're all about self-preservation, <laughs> and it's easier to trust ourselves than somebody else, 
even somebody else who has always already been that way. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking about. Um, I have a friend. She has been a Girl Scout for most of her life, and she knows about the woods and the plants and the snakes and the animals. She knows about all this stuff. And I'm going hiking with her, and she says, "Don't touch that. But it's so. Don't touch that that plant. Oh, but it's so pretty. I want to smell it." Okay, I'm leaning to my own understanding. This is a pretty plant. I should smell it. She knows that it's you know something that's harmful to me. I should listen to the one who knows. In all my ways, in those woods, I should uh, acknowledge her because she knows what she's doing. Well, in the ways that we're going that are unfamiliar to us, even the ones that are familiar, but we're talking about unfamiliar paths right now. In all our ways, especially in those unfamiliar ways, especially in those unfamiliar paths, we need to know, recognize, and acknowledge God. We need to know, okay, you're here with me. You're not forsaking me. You said that you brought me to these paths, and so I'm just going to trust you. Now, what you're telling me to do, it goes against every bit of common sense that I have, but I understand that you use the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. I understand that your ways are greater than my ways, so I'm going to come into alignment with your ways so that my ways will be as great as your ways. Okay, so in, in all your ways, no, recognize and acknowledge him. Recognize that he's God and you're not. Recognize that he has all the answers and you don't. But recognize that he wants to give them to you. And as you acknowledge them, as you acknowledge him, then he gives you the answer. And now you're becoming familiar with unfamiliar ways. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, and the rest of that verse, Sister Lynette, and he will direct and make straight and plain your path. I am all about plain paths. I am all about direct paths. I do not like negative yardage. Do you all know what negative yardage is? No. Okay, so it's no. a football term. Anybody watch football? <laughs> all right. So it's a football term, which means... You know, when you're on a football team, the goal is to get to the other end of the field to get a touchdown. But when the other team tackles you and they push you backwards, you've got negative yardage. Now you've got more yardage that you need to make up just to get back to where you were to begin with. Okay. It's like when I'm leaving work, I'm not one. I don't like to go out and about a lot. So if I'm leaving work and I have errands to run, I run all my errands on the way home. Like if this, if Home Depot is first, I'll stop at Home Depot, and then I'll stop at Kmart, and then I'll stop at Plaza East. I, I'm not going to go to Kmart and then back to Home Depot. I don't like negative. Oh. I like a plain path. I like a direct path. I like a straight path. It's time efficient to me. I, other people, I'm just talking about me. Yes. that he will direct and make straight and plain your path. You won't find yourself running all over the place. You will find yourself getting straight to his heart. You'll find yourself getting straight to his answer for your problem. You'll find yourself getting straight to the solution without losing time, without spending extra emotional energy, without getting other people in your business that don't need to be in your business. Straight, direct, 
and plain text. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay, verse 7, Ms. Lynette. Be not wise in your own eyes. Reverently fear and worship the Lord and turn entirely away from evil. Okay, so let me just say that all of these verses, verses 5 through 7, they're all talking about humility. And humility is placing all of your dependence on God and simply doing what he tells you to do. That That's a huge aspect of humility. And so it's summarized here in verse 7. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Humility. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. Don't think you know more than God knows. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Reverently fear and worship the Lord. Proverbs tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's not being afraid of the Lord, but it is so being in awe of him that, God, you are just so brilliant. I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. God, I don't even understand why you're saying to do it, but I know that you are all wise, and I look forward to seeing your brilliance manifest. Oh, my goodness. That's the fear of the Lord, and that's worship. When you just, when you just totally submit to him that way, that is worship. A lot of people put worship in a pigeonhole where you've got to be raising your hands or you've got to be singing a song or you've got to be, you know, bowing down. And and by all means, those are forms of worship. But we were created to be worshipers in and out, all day long, 24-7. And we do that by submitting to God, by just acknowledging that he's God and because he's God, he knows best. And he's my God, and he has nothing but good for me and only best intentions towards me. So I just trust him, and I'm just going to do what he says. I'm just going to live a life totally submitted. Now, I understand yeah. this might take me down rough roads. I understand this might not make me popular with the people. I understand this is going to draw persecution because the enemy just can't afford to let me go, you know, skedaddling down the road after the Lord. He's going to try to stop me on every hand. But I trust God, and I know that God will bring me out of it, out of it all. Amen. And then it says, and turn earnestly away from evil. When the children of Israel, when we read about the children of Israel coming out of the out of Egypt and, and them being in the in the wilderness, it said they did evil in the sight of the Lord. And I asked God, I said, God, what does that mean? They did evil in your sight. It said they just didn't trust my word. They did what was contrary to my word. Instead of them believing that, you know, they could go into the promised land, they believed that, you know, the people were bigger than them. They, that was evil because they didn't align with my word. And that's what evil is. Evil is simply being contrary to the word of God. So it's a turn entirely away from evil. Turn entirely away from going contrary to the word of God. Just hear God and do what he says. He loves you. He's got good for you and good is going to come out of you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. That is, thank you, Jesus. That was a feast. That was a feast. Thank Thank you, Lord. 
Wow, what a feast. I hope you enjoyed that. I know I did. To God be the glory. If you want to learn more about our ministry, you can go to our website at www.godslovesongministries.com. Amen. Loving you with the love of the Lord. You be blessed.